0: The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 10 Chapter 10 Randy Ollis's house was on the left behind the brick plant, just past the Bluegill Pond. It wasn't really a house, more like two trailers snuggled close to each other on cement blocks. The trailers were from the 60s. One was two-toned aqua and white. The other had been painted with black spots and had horns mounted on the front. I think it was meant to be a cow. A pair of plaid sofas nested in the tall weeds in the front yard, and several abandoned cars circled the sofas. A row of shanty-style doghouses lined the dirt driveway. Black and tan hounds ran back and forth on a chain run. They yelped at us as we got out of the car. The black and tans were coon dogs. Coon hunting was a big sport in this part of the country. Vini stopped to pet the dogs. That just made them holler more. A man stepped through the screen door on the cow trailer. He had long, tangled brown hair, like Jesus, and he was wearing a hooded Indiana Pacers sweatshirt. His knees poked out of his worn blue jeans. He stood in his bare feet on a stack of cement blocks that served as the stairs into the trailer, squinting, trying to decide if he knew us. His hands were tucked under his armpits like maybe he was cold. Howdy, Vini said. The man squinted some more. You ladies lost? No, nope, I said. Not if you're Randy Allis. <laughs> the one and only, he grinned. He had a nice smile. Hush it up, he yelled at the dogs, which had started baying again. Pardon them, he said. They don't get much company. What can I do for you ladies? He looked us over good, like he was checking to see if we were carrying Bibles or Watchtower magazines. We're here about Alta Aulis. Lord, she's dead. Long time now. He scratched the side of his nose. Vini stepped forward. We think we found her. Out at the Wyatt Mansion. No shit. Hey, wait, that skeleton? I knew you looked look familiar. You're that old lady ghost hunter from the Squealer, ain't ya? Vini puffed up. Yep, that's me. You think that skeleton is my kinfolk, Aunt Alta Iona? We do, I said. We tracked you down from that file folder of stuff you left at the library. Holy shit, he said. He put his hand to his eyes to shade them and peered out up and down the road. Is this going to be on one of them unsolved crime TV shows? Shit, I just love those shows. Might be, said Vini. Can we come in, ask you some more about Alta? Er, uh, he danced on his bare feet. I reckon. I live alone, divorced, just me and the dogs. Place is a mess. Don't get much company out this way. Vini and I hopped up the cement block steps and into the trailer. It was dark inside and smelled wet. The stale air was heavy with cigarette smoke and mold. The plywood walls were plastered in posters of Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Danica Patrick. A paint-by-numbers oil painting that featured two dogs hunting hung askew above the sofa. The wall on the right of that, toward the kitchen, featured a glass rifle case with one of the two doors missing. The case held three rifles and several stacked boxes of ammo. Randy ran a hand along the sofa, knocking off a pile of clothes, hunting magazines, and some Papa John's pizza boxes. He brushed crumbs off the puffy sofa and offered us a seat. You ladies want something to drink? he asked as he cracked his knuckles. I got water and beer, PBR. I said I was fine, but Vini took a cold PBR. He slipped it into a foam koozie with a NASCAR logo on it so it'd stay cold and not slip out of her little hand. A window air conditioner was running. It was loud, and sounded a lot like a cat trying to cough up a metal hairball. Randy had placed a rusted roasting pan under the window to catch a line of drip from the air conditioner. Nice place you got, said Vini. Oh, thanks. Not much, but it's home. Wife got the house and the divorce. I rent out the other trailer. Brings in a little income. I work the second shift at the foundry over in Bedford. Vini sipped her beer. You ever hear tell what happened between Alta and Jedediah Wyatt? Oh, sure. Family still talks about it. We was rich folk once. A family don't forget something like that. His Adam's apple bobbed as he took a swallow of beer. I asked if Alta had died in the asylum down in Corridon. Nope. In fact, she never made it there. You know about the baby, right? Tell us, I said. Well, old Jedediah knocked up Aunt Alta, if you'll excuse my French. Then he left her high and dry. Not much else to tell. The papers you left at the library included a commitment order sentencing Alta to the state asylum in Corydon. Your great-great-granddad, her brother, had Alta Iona committed? Oh, he tried, sure enough. Randy took a pull on his beer and swept the hair back from his eyes. But she holed up in that half-done house, refused to go. No one knew she was pregnant but her. When the baby came, she went batshit crazy. They took that baby, sent it to the orphanage up in Brownstown. My family would have kept it, but it was a girl. He took a pull on his beer, and they were busted broke. Robbed blind by Jedediah. No money to feed another mouth. Back then, nobody wanted a girl. You know what happened to that baby girl? Nope. He took a big swallow on his beer. I think she got adopted by some well-to-do folks over in Brownstown who couldn't have a baby, but I don't know names. Never seen records. I think everybody decided out of sight, out of mind. Back then, people didn't tell kids they was adopted. She probably didn't even know. Your family still own the old Wyatt Mansion? Heck no. Some bank down in Louisville, or maybe Jeffersonville. Anyway, some big bank held the mortgage. They got the thing locked, stock, and barrel. Guess they couldn't sell it, or else they went under, too, in the Depression. I think the county owns the place now, back taxes. Uh, not right sure. I was curious about the arsenic poisoning Boots had told us about. Anyone ever tell you that Jedediah killed Alta? Oh, heck no. why you ask? April Trueblood, the coroner, says that skeleton was loaded with arsenic. He whistled. Man, this is just exactly like one of those unsolved TV mysteries. I wish I knew what happened to her. I was told she wouldn't go to the asylum. They took that baby girl to the orphanage, her begging them not to. You think that rascal killed her, huh? Hard to tell, but we'll let you know what we find out. I stood up. Don't want to take up more of your time. Appreciate your yakking with us. Not a problem. Randy kicked us a path to the door. He held open the screen door. I will tell you, some folks, my Grandpa Alice mostly, used to go on and on about how there was a treasure buried out there at that old place. Vini popped up under Randy's arm at the door. A treasure? Yeah, he chuckled. Can you imagine that? It's the same way folks say those Reno brothers who robbed that train up around Seymour must have buried the gold somewhere. People been digging for that Reno's brothers lost gold since the Civil War ended. Every Hoosier school kid knew the Reno brothers legend. The world's first train robbery had been in Seymour, Indiana, in 1866, just after the Civil War. Simeon Reno and his brother John and their friend John Sparks boarded a train and made off with a safe full of gold. They robbed three trains. Most of the loot, well over $100,000 in gold, was never recovered. People still walk those tracks out to Hangman's Crossing and down the fields, swinging their metal detectors as they go. Vini said, Well, who wouldn't want a safe full of gold? What makes people think Jedediah buried anything? I said. Randy danced on his cold bare feet on the cement block step. He shoved his hands down into the front pockets of his jeans. Legend has it there should have been 20,000 in that safe, between townsfolk making trade deposits and Alta's cash dowry. But that safe was empty. Bank auditors never recovered one itty-bitty penny. You think there's any truth in that story? I reckon there's some truth in every story. He smiled. Don't make much difference now. That all happened long ago. I imagine if Jedediah was like most of us, he took everything he could grab in that rowboat when he hightailed it out of town. Where'd Jedediah go? Vini asked. The coon dogs started baying again as we crossed the yard. Vini stopped to pet them. Randy followed us out to the Impala in his bare feet. He tossed the dog some biscuits from a can nailed high to a fence post. Nobody knows where Jedediah went. Some say back down south to Georgia or Alabama, where his people came from. Some say Mexico. Some say he died in the flood. He just disappeared, never to be seen or heard from again. Like a ghost, said Vini. I reckon, laughed Randy. He tapped on the top of the car and stepped back as I ignited the engine. Smoke curled out from under the hood. Randy pinched his nose shut and hopped back from the car. You ladies might want to have that looked at, he shouted. Smells like trouble. The dogs howled again. Vini gave Randy the double thumbs up as we zoomed away.